Blog Talk Radio. Hey folks, Troy Dooley, I hope you are having a phenomenal day today. I can tell you that I am. I mean, just passionate stuff that is taking place. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Uh, and, and I can't, I mean, I, I just, I tell you what, when I look across the board, I see so many wild and crazy stuff. And you got to forgive me, I'm texting Gary Racer real quick, Tom, I'll call him after the show. Um, it, it's just amazing what's going on. I mean, when you actually see the passion of things that's out there, I had the privilege of, of having Tara Brooke send me her new book, Beautiful Ambitions, My Secrets to Love, Happiness, and Success. This is a young lady who married Jason Brieco back in 1997 and decided to step down as one of the most aspiring supermodels in modern history. And when you read about her life and how she puts family over career and how successful that she is today by making that decision and how many women she's helping. It's, a, it's an amazing story. You can go to Beautiful Ambition. Dot com, pick up a free copy. Part of the proceeds from this book are going to Habitat for Humanity. I love the Brieco family, all the different branches. They're just great folks. But we are sitting here today talking about Joe Mamby's book, Love Works, The Seven Timeless Principles of Effective Leaders. Joel is the CEO of HFE Entertainment, the owner's of Silver Dollar City, the, what is it, Stone Mountain, Dollywood, 27 different uh, theme parks or, or things that they own. They own the ducks. You know, you ride the ducks when you go to these towns. You see the, the machines that drive on the road but then go in the water. So, you know, it's an amazing it's amazing rise. And when you read what he has to share as one of the most influential and successful automobile executives and how he transitioned his career into putting family first, you start to realize there's there's a common denominator, I think, between all very successful people. Family comes first. And you may, you may be saying, well, I don't know about that, Troy. Look at Donald Trump. Yes, let's do look at Donald Trump. Do you realize that the two most profitable divisions in his company are run by his kids? Now, that's amazing. Family. Today, we're looking at the principle, truthful, defined reality corporately and individually. Now, that's that sometimes is tough to do. Max Dupree was right. One of the most critical jobs of a leader is getting at the truth. Once individuals have the truth, they can deal with it. If not... We can all travel down the wrong path without correction. In in all the leadership positions that I've had, I've done my best to constantly focus on the truth with people. Sometimes people have accepted it, they've liked it, they've appreciated it, other times they haven't. I learned from John Maxwell many years ago that there are times when you've got to let people go, and when you do, do your best to help them transition into a new company, and I have done that. Many people that I have let go, I have later given some of the ravest reviews on because I respected where they were coming from. They just didn't work in our organization. 
And that's what you've got to look at, is when is it time for people to move, and when is it time to leave? That's the key. Corporate truth on the table. Listen to this. Joel writes, I took a deep breath and closed my eyes. What should I do? I was sitting in our largest conference room with my direct reports and some of their staff. We had recently made the difficult decision to close a money-losing theme park. We took a large financial write-off, which was not good news, and no CEO can survive too many of those. Although the previous management had planned and built the park, I still took part of the blame and felt a great deal of pressure. This meeting was a tense situation where getting at the corporate truth would be critical. See, corporate truth means dealing with the realities. I I was texting earlier today with David Rutz, the the founder of Escape International, merged that company in with Longevity. And as we were chatting and looking over the history, he was responding to something that I had written on another company, and he said, Troy, you are so right. When we hang out, when we stick together, when we do what needs to be done, the sky is the limit. But you have to get to the truth. See, I remember... Several years ago, David and I were talking on the phone, and he said, Troy, I'm at a crossroads. I don't know if I should go out and look for funding and, and hold on or, or if I should merge my company in with Longevity. And, and I shared with him my insights. I was not a paid consultant. I was a friend, someone that he had called and said, will you just pray? And I said, you bet I will. He made the right move. He made the decision. He got to the corporate truth and he protected his organization. It wasn't about his ego. It wasn't about where he was going. Would people look at him as a failure or a success? He got to the truth. We all have to do that. Here Joel is sitting around a table, and it was interesting because there's certain steps that you have to take, and in his case, if you go by his book, you'll realize that Man, they were in a tense meeting. I mean, people were pointing fingers. People were saying what the problem was and stepping on people's toes. And and finally he realized, if I do not stop this, it's going to become personal. And he stood up and he said, there's certain things that we have to do. He got out a black marker and he said, number one, don't shoot the messenger. That's a big deal. You don't shoot the messenger. See, it's all clear that we need to find the truth. And to find the truth, we need to relax. We need to let the the negative or even critical opinions come out so that we can learn from the mistakes that we make at a corporate or an individual level all the time. I remember Vaisalus back when it was the free network, man. They were struggling. They were trying to get it going. They they tweaked out, made some changes. They started getting a little bit of of momentum, they they got some great consultants in. The consultant said, "Well, maybe you need to do this, or maybe you need to do that," and and they tried that, and it didn't work. And one day, the guys looked at each other and said, "You know, the the best thing that we can do is just take our shirts off, put on our jackets, let people see that that we're we've lost weight, that we've trimmed up, that we're leading by example." And man, the rest has been history. I mean, this company just keeps kicking it up. Sometimes you got to get to the facts. you got to think outside the box, and the only way to do that is not to shoot the messenger. The, number, the second rule is don't confuse dis- disagreement with conflict. 
You know, I don't know what it is with America or, or even the world, but they believe that if you disagree that you've got to be enemies. And that is so far from the truth. I meet with people all the time that don't agree with me in ideology, doesn't agree with me in theology, doesn't agree with me in politics. But we have one end game in mind, and that is we want to make sure that our family and our friends are taken care of for life and that we're doing everything we can to make this a better place for them financially. Man, it doesn't care about the rest of the crap. What matters is that we're out there working together. Joe writes, healthy disagreement is needed to arrive at the best possible solutions. He said, conflicts develop when people take the disagreement personally. If we want to get to the corporate truth here, we have to focus on disagreement, not on our hurt feelings. Now, here's, here's a key statement he makes. You need to listen to this. After all, if we all agree, some of us aren't really needed. You know, I've... I've talked about Vima a lot. I just love the Brieco family, and I, I hung out in their offices early in January, and and I got to tell you, their corporate environment is beautiful. BK's office is is like clear down the hall from the from the door when you walk into their corporate suite. Brad's office, the CEO or CEO, I don't know what they call him. He's right up front there because. He's kind of overseeing and operating things. BK's kind of the visionary, the, the mastermind behind it. He's back in the back. You got Mia's office and you got all these other offices. And over over to the to the left when you're coming in the door, you got the, the, the creative team, the tech team and all that and and the way these guys interact is amazing. But when something goes wrong, when when a product doesn't work, when a marketing doesn't they don't they don't go out and and get in conflict with each other. They graciously disagree with each other. They get their nose to the grindstone. They make it work. They make it happen, and they explode. And then you want to know what BK does? Because most of the time he puts such intense pressure on these guys that they are just, I mean, they're dragging. Afterwards, he takes them, and they have fun. When when they launched Body, their newest product, he put them under a deadline that most most teams would have just freaked out at, but he's got such a young millennial organization surrounding him that they just took the ball and ran with it. Afterwards, he took them to see Mission Impossible because he said, this is what you guys did. See, that's leadership. And he makes sure that the team doesn't confuse disagreement with conflict. Number three, don't assume people see it. So many times I've sat in meetings, and I've, I've made this mistake. I just thought everybody would see what I saw. And all of a sudden, I realized that not only were they not seeing what I saw, I wasn't seeing what they saw. So we all had to slow down. We had to get different perspectives. See, the finance team is going to see things different than the creative team. The creative team is going to see stuff different than the operational team. The marketing team's going to see things probably a little bit different than the sales force that's on the ground. So you got to work with this. You got to see everybody's perspective in order to come out with something that's beautiful. Number 4. And this is probably the most important. When your corporate staff get together and you're sitting there in that room and you're making the decisions, Everybody better speak now or forever hold their peace. Now, I've got a saying that I go by, and that is you criticize in private and you praise in public. 
And when you're having a corporate meeting and everybody's sitting there and they're trying to make the decision of what to do, then you better you better get your opinion out on the table. There's something that I appreciate. Kevin Kevin Lehman, you guys heard me talk about him. He was the mastermind behind successful lead generation in network marketing for 10 years ran the most successful company out there. I had the privilege for almost five years working with him closely. And we would all get into his office and yell and scream and disagree and debate and go to lunch and then come back and do the same thing over and sometimes till 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. But when, when, when we finally narrowed it down and he made the final decision and we walked out of that room it didn't matter if we were all in agreement when we walked in. When we walked out, we were all on the same page, period, because we were one team, and that's the way it worked. And he would allow us all to say what we wanted to say, even though most of the time he'd disagree with one of us. That's the way that it worked. See, if you do that, and everybody has a voice, and it's and everybody's letting the truth out, and you're getting down to the nitty the nitty gritty facts. You'll build trust. Joe puts it this way: getting the corporate truth isn't easy. Using the robust decision making processes that we use takes time, it takes discipline, but it works. However. It also engages people at their highest level and leads to the best decisions. Both outcomes a company owner and the leader should desire. Because if you want to if you want to lead with love and you want to make sure that the corporate profits are up, that the employees are taken care of and the customers are coming back for more, then this is what you've got to do. It's just the way it works. But what happens when you're trying to get to individual truth. What happens at those times when you finally have come to the conclusion, I'm going to have to let somebody go. This ain't working. They're just they're not fit for the team. What do you do? How do you do it? It's interesting. Joel uses a process called more of, less of, the same as. He puts three columns across the table, I mean across a piece of paper, and at the top, he says, I'd like to see more of this. This is awesome. This is what you're doing great. Praises them. He said, I'd, I'd like to see less of this, and this is where the critical side gets in because it's, it's what they're weak in. And then he has the same as, and, and, and he'll tell them, man, I, I'd really love to see you just keep cranking this out. This is awesome. Your judgment is good. Everything's rocking. You know, this is powerful. Joel shares a story about when he was running Saab, and they had a guy that just wasn't wasn't working out, wasn't happening the right way. And he finally realized, man, this guy's just holding us back. We've got to let him go. But what he didn't do, because he was a young leader, and we've all been here, is he didn't approach the guy first. Didn't give him ample time to change or anything. He just prepared to terminate him. They wrote up the letter, but the the attorneys wrote the separation paper and sent it to the wrong fax number. Ever have that happen? person got it on the other end, saw whose name was on it, called up and said, hey, I need to talk to so-and-so, and sent it to him. And before Joel even had a time to talk to him, they came bursting in his office totally frustrated. 
you would be too. You didn't see it coming. You're in charge of, in this case, the tech team, and terminated. There was no, there was no salvage in this situation. It was done. Joe realized that there was lots of mistakes. As a leader, he took credit for it, but he shares in the book that many years later he saw this guy in the grocery store and purposely avoided him. He was so embarrassed at his actions. Man, I've been there. I've done that. Over the years, thanks to John Maxwell and guys like Joel, Tim Sanders, I've learned how to lead with love, learned how to make some changes that need to be be made. To, to create a little different methodology to where now I'm walking through the process and I'm calling people in when they're, when it's appropriate and I'm sharing with them just like Joel does, hey, this is what you're doing great, but here's a weakness that we got to work on. I remember two situations when I was at ProStep where I had to let people go. One was a gal that was really good on the telephone. She was in our accounting department. She seemed to be very good at, at taking care of things. But then we found some money missing. We're like, what the Sam Hill? How in the world did this take place? Talked to her, did some checking and found out that she'd taken the money. It's like, how the heck, why? In that case, there's no, there's no can you get better? You just got to let them go. A few years later, I saw that girl, and she said, thank you for taking the opportunity to just let me go quietly and not calling the police or doing anything. And she'd paid us back. We made it, made sure of that. We took it out of her last check. No, no, there's no excuse for stealing, but we let her go in a way that was a benefit to her. Another situation, I had a guy that just, he got hooked on the Internet, not on Internet porn, but on Internet sports. And I told him, you've got to get all your work done. If all your work's done, I don't care if you're hanging out on the sports stuff. But until it's done, you can't do that. We had a big team coming in, and we needed all their paperwork done, and instead he'd been on the sports pages, and then he just left and never finished his work. I had to call him in and let him go. I said, dude, you're just, you've become lackadaisical. It isn't going to work. A few months later, I saw him. He'd lost 50 pounds. He was working at Best Buy, and he'd just been accepted into the Air Force. And he said, you know, you, you letting me go was the catalyst that caused me to get back focused on where I needed to go and what I needed to do. I thought, man, that's what it's about. It's inspiring others. But the only way to do that is to get to the bottom. I had a third situation that came up. A lady called in and and said, I, I, I've got to go out of town. My, my mom's sick. And we didn't hear back from her for days. I thought, man, this is really weird. We did some checking. Or her mom didn't get sick. Her mom died. That's what it was. So we started doing some investigation. Looked up where she said her mom had died. There was no, there was no obituary in the paper. We called the funeral home. Nobody had died called her in and I said, you know, I'm going to have to let you go because you just flat out lied to me. And she goes, well, I was too embarrassed to let you know that I'm a drunk and I had put myself in rehab. I said, had you told me that, we would have worked around it because we've we've several times when you've come in, we haven't said anything and we can smell the liquor on your breath. 
See, truth is so important. You can't avoid the truth. You can't shake it off. You've got to be straight up, straightforward, to the point. Here's some stuff that you can do. Ensure that your team understands how serious the issue is, especially that team member that you're talking to. And talk to them over and over before you have to fire them, before you have to let them go. And you may be saying, now, Troy, most of us are in network marketing. doesn't matter. If you have someone in your downline organization that are not doing things ethically, they're not doing their business correctly, if you read your policies and procedures, you're going to find that it's your responsibility to bring this to them. If they don't listen to you, then you call your upline and you bring your upline into it. If they still don't listen, then you will see that in the majority of policies and procedures, it tells you, call compliance and let the company get involved. Some companies, like Life, have a complete process where you give these people plenty of time to correct themselves. But you have to do this. You cannot, you cannot use the excuse, well, they're an independent contractor. That's right, but it's your reputation and the reputation of the company. Second thing is you handle this tough day when you have to do this with dignity. Don't call them on a conference call line with 100 million people on there and chastise them. Do it privately. And when they leave, don't make a big deal out of it. Just go on down the road. There's plenty of times, and this is going to freak people out, but even when I was in the field building a business, there were people that just weren't succeeding with me. And I'd get them on the phone and say, look, this isn't working. Do you love network marketing? Oh, yeah, I just love it, Troy. I I just am not making any money at it. Okay, then let's find something that you can make money at. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you're passionate about. Tell me what you want to do. Let's let's make this thing happen. And literally, we would locate and, and find them a team and a company where they'd have a better opportunity. It's the only way that you're going to make this thing happen. It's the only way that it's going to be be working. See, it's only when, when we've been truthful on both sides that we know what's going to be going on. You've got to have accountability, though. One thing that Joel talks about in here is he's got three lifelong friends he's known since college. They are so close that they, they literally would die for each other. He shares a story in his book once where one of the guys was having marital problems. And after talking to him, they weren't sure that they had all the answers. They thought maybe the story was one-sided, so they called his wife. And they talked to her, and after talking to her, they still didn't feel like They knew both sides of the story, so two of them flew out to talk to this couple one-on-one in person. That's accountability. That's love. That's loyalty. Wouldn't it be cool to have loyal friends that way? It might surprise you, but I talk to, to CEOs all the time in companies, and you know there's a few of them that are really close, really good friends, and they're competitors. But they don't see it that way. They see themselves being a family and and hanging out together and working together. See, the one thing that I found inside of network marketing is there's two groups of people. There's those that say it's me against the world, and there's those that say it's, it's us helping each other. 
if I could get distributors to understand the collaboration that takes place between CEOs and realize they can stop nitpicking and, and tearing each other down, it would be an amazing place. And I'm going to succeed at that before I die. And we're getting there more and more and more with associations like the Association of Network Marketing Professionals where we all come together from different companies. But see, in summary today, you've got to, be, you, you've got to constantly be using truth and looking for the truthful answers in every situation, personal or in business. You've got to be truthful with your organization. You've got to be truthful with yourself. You've got to work as a team and get it all laid out on the table because once you do, the sky will be the limit. You will see your organization flourish. You will see your life flourish in a way you never dreamed. I'm telling you, for all you people that are naysayers saying, I don't know if this love works, crap. I live at the beach. I have a beautiful wife who just had her first book with Harlequin published. That will be, I think, her 34th book total, four bestsellers. All of her work has now been bought up by Harlequin. She's excited. I have great kids, great grandkids. It works. You lead with love, and you'll build friendships. You lead any other way, and you'll find out that it really can be lonely at the top when you're all by yourself because nobody wants to hang out with you. Tomorrow, forgiving, release the grip of a grudge. This one will blow your mind. It's going to be fun. Folks, live life like it's an epic adventure. And remember, if you're in network marketing, act like it. Be back here in the morning with me on RealMentorsRadio.com.